This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now, your hosts, Bill Kasky and Brian Neal. Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast. Bill Kasky here. Brian Neal here. And I know that Brian mentioned this last time, but I think we should mention it every time, and that is that uh, this podcast comes out every week, and it goes to account executives, sales professionals, not sales amateurs, sales professionals, CEOs, VPs of sales, anybody who cares about uh, the business of acquiring clients. Yeah. That's usually most businesses, isn't it? It's usually most businesses. But it may not be everybody in the business. Perhaps not. But I think more people are interested in that today than ever were, including customer service and CFOs and all sorts of people. And accounting people, yeah. So if if you're an avid listener to this podcast and you know anybody in your organization who is not a subscriber, you've got to get them on the subscription. And you can go to advancedsellingpodcast.com. There is a way that you, we can actually have the notice emailed to you every week. So you can put in a bunch of names, and, and we'll, we'll make sure that people get it. Yeah, very good. Very, very good. I had a, a situation. Uh, you know, when we started this business here years and years ago, I won't say how many, but years and years ago, one, uh, one of the things that we used to teach people to do is to, on the first call when you're meeting with a prospect, is go in and say, well, you know, what's your biggest problem? Why mm-hmm. did you decide to call me in? Mm-hmm. And and that was an okay approach because you get inside the prospect's mind and you find out what are they thinking. And if I ask you that and you say, well, the reason uh, I, I invited you in, Bill, was because I think I'm having trouble with my salespeople. Yep. And that may be a perfect answer, but the problem is that that question elicits an answer that is that the prospect only knows a certain amount too. In other words, he can't possibly self-diagnose him. Uh, his business through all the things that are going wrong. All he knows is what's on the surface. So Mm -hmm. in a way, what you're really asking him is, Mr. Prospect, what are the problems you're conscious of, not what are the problems you have in your business? Ah. And so I work with a medical company that sells to providers and and, uh, doctors and hospitals and clinics. And one of the challenges they're having, and I'll I'll pose this question to you and we can talk through it, is – they go into a provider practice, say the docs maybe have 15, 20, 100 docs with them. Uh, they have become so used to doing things in a certain way that my client goes in and starts to try to persuade them of all these other ways. And they say, you know, thanks for but we're just no thanks. We're doing everything fine. We really don't have any problems. Why would I break something that's not broken or fix something that's not broken? And yet some of these, these people are leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table because they're not open to seeing what else is possible. So it provides a challenge for my team. It would be easier if there was a pain that's right on the table right up front. Yeah. But there isn't always. And so This is the Bruce Hornsby syndrome, right? Something that's just the way it is. That's just the right? way it is. That's just yeah. the way it is. Yeah. Great song. Anyway. That's just the way it is. Um and and I now I started thinking, well, really, every one of our businesses is that way. I mean, if you sell something yeah. that's really neat and really valuable, chances are you're selling something you're you're trying to solve a problem they may not know they have, and how do you broach that subject? Very good, very good. So that's that's the basis of this podcast. Like it or not, that is. And so this is like your mailbag to me, correct? It's my mailbag, PC yeah. Mailbag. See, it's much more fun if I come up with the mailbag problems and give them to you. Then well, I don't have to sit there and think. Because you're kind of done. You just sit there and <laughs> watch me sweat. I'm sitting here. Good thing thinking, the camera's off shoot. here. Okay, so second. would you like me to comment on how I might? Um, I want you to answer the question. Can I react I don't to want that? You to, 
No, you can comment. You can <laughs> okay, I will, I will answer the question. Now, here's how I answer questions like this for my clients because – You're stalling think, right now. I am. I'm trying to think of the answer. Uh, I want to explore different alternatives and different paths to take because I don't believe there's sort of a one-size-fits-all. Here's exactly what you do for this one. So I want to give people some different choices because some of the choices I give them, the listeners, they may gravitate towards one or another. All right? So here's number one. Whenever And this, this occurs not just with this problem but with any problem. If there are points of resistance or sticky points in the sales process that you tend to – run into over and over and over. It's really important that you lead with those things. And we talk about that sometimes and we, we use the word preemptive problem solving or putting problems up front. Yep. So in the very, very first interaction, once someone says, yeah, I'd be open to chatting with you a little bit to say, look, here's the, here's the challenge we're going to have right from the get go is you're probably sitting there no matter what I say and what we talk about, you're probably in your mind, you're going to be sitting here thinking, you know what? Everything's okay. That's just the way it is in the medical business. It yep. just takes a while for us to get, to get uh, paid. And so it's real important, I think, for you to address that going in. And what I think what you'll find by doing that is people will either, one, they'll, they'll open up. Um, right. So they'll go, well, no, no, don't, don't, don't count me out just yet. They'll, they'll lean back into you. Um, or they'll say, yeah, you know what, we're kind of that way or we're kind of old. Then it kind of helps you make your decision on what to do with it. So that's one thing is I want to put that out right out of the beginning okay. of the conversation, number one. That's okay? good. Second thing to do, and this is symptomatic of us being really disciplined in the sales process, and I've been real, really – um, almost preachy about this with some of my clients recently about you have got to be disciplined with the sales process. And in this case, you have to talk to the right person with the right pain. The big issue I have here with this scenario, when people say that's just the way it is, owners of companies don't and leaders say don't say, never that. say that. They never say that. Yeah. They're never satisfied. It's yeah. never okay. It's never the status quo. That's very good. So you're saying that if someone says that, you probably are talking to the wrong person. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Middle people, staff people, they all say that and they love to say it because then their life just continues on nice mm -hmm. and normal, right? I I've, I've, can't remember ever in a situation with a CEO where the CEO said to me, that's just the way it is. We just got to live with it. They do not accept that yeah. ever, yeah. ever. So that to me is an indication that you've, you're talking to the wrong person. And, and it may be okay to say, that may be your entry into to say, look, for you, you're probably thinking, gosh, it, you know, and I get that, and it's okay, and for you, that's right. The owner, the CEO, the VP, the lead doctors, the group of doctors, they're probably someone that's going to be more open to saying, hey, we really need to at least explore this right. thing, so I'm going right. to move over to them. And I think when I like that because if you're talking to someone who has that attitude, they are actually settling for the status quo. They're settling for the comfort zone that they've dug out, they live in, they're very happy. They don't need yeah. it. I mean, nobody's out there looking for a new project to work on, Correct. a new initiative. Exactly. exactly. And, and you, you have to be a little careful with that because you, you can't offend them. At the same time, you've got to be realistic to know that if you've got something that can make the ownership's life better off, you've got to get to them and That's address right. with them. Yeah. Okay? Which leads to number three, which is the, the idea of being a very, very skilled at discernment. Very good at knowing – am I boring you? You're yawning. <laughs> <laughs> very good at discernment. So you've got to be able to, to pick and choose who to spend time with and who not to spend time with. And in this case, when we know we've got – a lot of people that are just settlers, they're just going to be, and you can't get access, then it might be really good for you to learn. I've got to move on quicker than normal. Yeah. What I find a lot of people will want to do is they'll, they'll stay and they'll twist and they'll pry and they'll try to get and talk into and persuade. And meanwhile, there's a client right behind them saying, hello, That's I'm right. over here. And they just miss it. That's right. That's so true. Yeah. So true. So you're saying that the discernment that comes along with this whole approach is 
is really the approach. Yeah. Because if you can get your mind right, and that's what I told the guys today uh, in so many words, different words, but is that you have to get your mind right that not everybody's – some people are settlers. Yes. And they're status quo people in their comfort zone. And I would rather not I, – I can't waste time with them. It's not that I don't appreciate that they're settlers, but – like you said, for every one, every ten settlers, there's probably five people out there who are looking for something. Yes. And my ability to discern allows me to go search out those people. There's a great lesson here in persistence. And I work with an entrepreneur who who started uh, several technology startups, and he told me that a mentor of his told him, if you are ahead of a market, your best strategy is to hunker down and wait for the market to catch up with you. Yeah. So if you're in a leading edge market, and it's in true. this case, I know your client is, yeah. they're they're a cutting edge client. Most people are just aren't going to be there yet. No. And so instead of trying to hammer down on all the people, the problem with that, if you, if you continue to do that too much, is you'll drive the people away. When they are ready, they'll, they'll, you'll go, well, I'm not going to deal with them. They were yeah, annoying. They were a pain in the tail. Um, yet you still have to be persistent in being right there when it is time, when the market does catch up to you. Um, that's a little sidebar on that one. I really like what you said about you have to bring it up up front. And that is, and, and the words are something like, you know, uh, as we talk to people all over the country and, and acquaint them with some of the uh, values that we're bringing to clients, we recognize fully one thing, and that is not everybody's ready for this. Yep. And some people are, are a one on a scale of one to ten. They're just sort of starting to look. Some people are a five, meaning they're, look, they're looking. They know they need to do something but not sure what. Some are a nine. They're, they're ready to go. So before we start, where are you on that spectrum? That's good. And recognize that you can't sell a nine is i mean a nine a person who's a nine is going to get a very different sales approach than a person who's a one completely and sometimes you may not even want to deal with ones you may say you know what we've got a i'll send you an article when you're ready call yep. me yep but it's not a hammering thing and and I, like I, I think that idea of bringing it up up front and saying based on that i also know that some people uh are okay with being in the status quo and where they are is where they've always been. And that's okay. And you know what? That's okay for us too. It just doesn't mean you're probably a prospect that's good. for me for right now. Yeah. Right now. For right I, now. I love yeah. that. I love doing this scale. Where are you? And if they come back with anything less than a four, you say, Hey, appreciate you being candid there. Um, we really probably shouldn't even get together then. Cause we're really looking for people that are at the four or five. That's and above right. And you have to have the courage to, d to detach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's good. Uh, last thing I'll tell you yeah. this is stolen from several, several, uh, successful workout programs, diet programs, things like that, just to help paint the picture is the before and after scenario. And in part of the before scenario, include the fact that the first thing that came out of that prospect, now customer's mouth, was we're okay, status quo. And so you can show people some safety to say, look, most people start saying, you know what, we're okay. Once we get in and show them what's possible, a lot of people will, will let go and say, oh, gosh, I'm going to move over to here. And here are three or four examples of that, yeah, some befores and afters. Before. So it's uncommon. It's unusual for someone not to say, Correct. I'm okay. Correct. Because nobody's saying, hey, I'm not okay. Change everything in my life. They're yeah, not yeah. give that. me a project to work on. Give me something that's going to shake everything up. Make me change everything the way I do, especially the wrong people. No one is saying that. Correct. And yet we expect them to say that. Isn't, sure. it, isn't it weird how we salespeople would think, well, God, he doesn't sound very interested. Well, he doesn't need another project. And the problem salespeople have is they believe, which I love this, they, they have so much pride in what they do, and they believe so wholeheartedly Everything to them is a no-brainer. Like, what is wrong with these people? Those idiots who won't do this. Look at all this money they save, and da 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 da. That's just not the way it works. Yeah. And if you're that, saying that to yourself, that's just the way it is. <laughs> if you're saying that to yourself, that's probably part of the problem. Yes, is you're giving off the vibe of what an idiot this guy is. Yeah, correct. And so it's it's like one of those things. If you catch yourself saying something, this the thing you're saying is the problem. It's not them. It's it's always us. Yeah. And, um, that's. 
it's sometimes that's um, point. It's bad medicine. It doesn't taste very good, but it's the truth. Yep, fierce competitor, complacency. It's yeah. a big one. Yeah. So go to Kasky One C A S K E Y O N E dot com. Sign up for Rewired, our monthly email newsletter. Also, you can go to AdvancedSellingPodcast dot com and do that there. And also, you can subscribe to our podcast via email. And I think we made that clear last time. If you have some people on your team, if you're a VP or sales manager, or just want to ex- uh, other people in the company to experience the podcast, make sure you send them to that page. Very good. See you All next right, time. See you. Bye. Bye. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast, presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies, Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to BillKasky.com or to iTunes.